Is your kid refusing to go to school? Are you at your wit's end? You don't know how to get him there. Things are broken down. You're both scared and worried and upset. This is the episode you must listen to. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're talking about school refusal and how to help kids and families don't know what to do when their kid is shut down and won't get back to school. Let's dive in. So let's talk about school refusal. This is my series about school refusal. It's a important topic because it's on the rise. Current research says that 2 to 5% of all school children will refuse to go to school at some point. And it's a significant and ever-growing problem. It's up 1% from just 20 years ago. That doesn't even include the statistics during the pandemic. I don't think I talked to too many educational advocates or people working in the school without them bringing up school refusal, right? And there's so many reasons why kids refuse to go to school. We're going to talk about that. But first, let's talk about signs and symptoms that put your child at risk. We talked about school anxiety and just having worries about school puts you in a higher risk category, as well as if you have any of the generalized anxiety, mental health conditions, OCD, panic attacks, social anxiety, this puts you at a higher risk. But what are some real world signs, right? Gastrointestinal symptoms, it's right up there, including vomiting, constipation, diarrhea, kids who refuse to go to school. These are often in their history, sometimes way before but sometimes immediately before it happens. Um, and they tend to happen on the night before kids go to school. So Sunday through Thursday. Sleep problems, pain, physical problems like chest pain and high blood pressure. These are things that we often see in kids. And pain can be things like headaches or certain body pains, right? And again, it could be seven days a week, but often they are heightened the night before going to school or the morning of, right? Kids with a history of bullying, having social problems, they're in a much more high-risk category for school refusal. You're going to see things like intrusive thoughts, irrational fears, and phobias. These kids, again, are at a higher risk because if they're showing intrusive thoughts, it means their brain can't turn off. If they have phobias, it means that their body and brain are in a hijacked state. And once you're in a hijacked state, you're not going to think clearly and you're going to go into survival mode and you're going to want to pull out of school and try to hunker down. Uh, You're also going to see separation anxiety and just mental health conditions in general, whether it's anxiety, things like pans and pandas, which is a physical condition, Lyme disease, other mental health conditions, as well as neurodevelopmental disorders put you at a much higher risk. And you want to look for that. And always think about your kid. Like a lot of times with anxiety, it's slow to start. You don't always see the changes, but you know, when you look back at your kid over a few months or even a couple of years, like, are they really showing anxiety around school, around learning? Then your kid is really at risk 
for school refusals. Obviously, kids who refuse to go to school, it's either full school refusal or they leave school. They can only stay for part of the day. Both are conditions that are considered school refusal. And it's just much more common because kids are just experiencing an epidemic level of mental health problems. And you have to think of it as, you know, no kid is like, doesn't want to go to school. It's that their body is shutting down and they need reprieve. And being in school is always stressful, pretty much for 95% of kids, you know, and it's just they are looking for relief. So let's talk about the seven ways I'm going to give you parents some resources. These are my seven best tips for managing school refusal. Number one, does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to 13ALERTMORE to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to 13ALERTMORE. Look for root causes, okay? We can't just have a magic wand and make school refusal go away. So we've got to figure out what is this coming from? Number two, it doesn't matter what the root cause is. We've got to calm the brain. Once you're in a fight, flight, or freeze mode, no learning, no thinking, no paying attention is going to occur. We've got to do whatever we can to calm the brain. You know that I love neurofeedback, biofeedback, meditation. There are a variety of ways to calm the brain. It requires daily calming. There's no shortcut in that. And once your kid, <laughs> you're working on your kid, hook yourself up, mom and dad. We've got to share that calm. Number three, talk to your kid. This is not Spanish Inquisition style. This is really trying to have conversations without shame or blame or upset. We don't want to try to talk to our kid when they're in complete distress or you're in complete distress. We want to just have conversations about Okay, so this is today. Let's, you know, let's visualize yourself tomorrow. We want to use tools and give them coping skills to manage. Okay, number four, we got to come up with a plan. This is a big deal. Um, and, you know, you can't, if you're home and your kid's refusing to go to school, you can't just say, you can play in your video games, you can lay in your bed, you can be on your devices all day. It's not going to help. We need to have structured activities at home and routine, whatever that is. We need learning activities. It does not mean schoolwork. If your kid is that shut down, I mean listening to audiobooks, listening to educational podcasts, doing arts and crafts. Get them doing something, okay? And structure and routine are really important. Kids crave it. Our brain craves it. If we're just at home and they're completely shut down, now please know 
You got to have wiggle room. If you really have somebody who's really shut down, it's got to be baby steps. Okay. And so, you know, maybe this is very incremental. Maybe this is five minutes and we, you know, say, Hey, listen, we're going to work on adding five minutes a day and letting your kid know, paint the picture, tell them what the end result is going to look like and what needs to happen. You're going to want to assess their current educational plan and where they're actually physically at. I know I work so much with kids with school refusal in our brain behavior reset program. And a lot of times there was red flags all along before the kids shut down and the wrong educational environment, the wrong educational plan was part of that. So taking a good look, looking at options is really important for sure. And you want to look at sleep. You want to look at diet. You want to get them therapy. Hello, get them therapy and follow the therapist plan. Uh, we want to focus on family communication. You don't want to punish them. You want to give them lots of hugs. Try to incorporate social when appropriate. We don't need to be ashamed and embarrassed. This is a common issue. We want to get them back on track. My number five tip is getting our priorities straight. A lot of times our number one goal is just to get them back to school. That is not the number one goal. The number one goal is to get their mental health back on track. That's why I say get your priorities straight. So a lot of times people come to me like, how quick can you get back to school? And I'm like, hold on, hold on, people. We got to make, find out why this happened. We got to get to the root cause. Remember, number one is look for root causes and prevent it from happening again and making this a positive win-to-win situation. It might mean some alternative education for a bit. That's why we say looking at educational parts as part of number four, coming up with your plan is part of that. And number six, ask for school help. Okay. If your kid is not going to school, you need the school to help. And that means partnering with them. That does not mean blaming them. It's like, this is what the plan is. You're also not going to let your school blame you. How about that? And you're going to let them know what you're doing. Come up with some type of communication plan. Let them know what your structured plan is, what your home plan is, and what you're doing, what your therapy plan is. And ask for them to give you support with their school psychologist or social worker or whatever is going on. Really important. Do they need an IEP? Do they need a 504? Do not try to say, we're going to just let them do the work all at home. You really need a plan. And you got to make sure you get to the bottom of the mental health. So number seven is get professional mental health help. So your kid is shut down. Their brain is shut down. The behavior you're seeing is a shut down brain who's in freeze mode. That's what school is about. I mean, school refusal is about. You got to get the help. I know this is a big topic. There's lots in it. I've got some great blogs for you about school refusal for you to spend more time on it. I'm really glad we're having this conversation because nobody's talking about it. But just think of school refusal as just the outward language of your child saying, I need help and get them the mental health help they need. That's how you get them back into school. Parenting is so hard and there are so many ups and downs. You know, when a kid refuses to go to school, it just is a big crisis. And there seems like to be a shining light on your kid and their issues that maybe you weren't even aware of and it blew up. But just know, no matter what's going on with your kid and your family, it's going to be okay. And all it takes from you is taking one step towards the right direction. 